Hello and welcome to today's County Road Bubblecast. It's myself, Witch, Mitch, and we're joined by Mikey. Um, bit of a coming and going at the moment, Mikey. We remain stay with the first start, and it's good to see you back anyway. It's, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on, lads. Always appreciated. Yeah. So it was very much a Goodison Park United, you know, a fan base United, and very much what's our fucking name at the weekends. It was it was something a bit different, something a bit special. And it was very evident, you know, a steer blue, a Belgian man on a dog um, that was crowd serving and being worshipped and, and ale was being swigged all over the place. Uh, but uh, let's, I'll, I'll start with yourself. It was it was a bit different, that wasn't it? It's not something we've seen for a long while. No, mate, and I hope we see more of it, to be honest. Um, it was absolutely amazing. And I'll, I'll be honest, like, you credit to yourself and to everyone for for um, organising that because it was absolutely brilliant and it pulled the lad. Listen, it pulled the lads over the line. You know, um, used the fans started it before the match and the players finished it during the game. So it's a collective thing, wasn't it? Um, but I just it was absolutely brilliant. Like and those blue pyros look well better than the pink ones. That, <laughs> that, 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 uh, so it looked amazing, mate. Absolutely brilliant. I think, you know, as you say there, Richard, I'll take no credit because it was a collective. It genuinely was. I've never seen a fan base come together as strongly as it has. You know, all ideas have been listened to. There's been fan uh, fans from all over the fan base that sometimes might not have even spoken uh, have all come together and tried to make a difference. You know, and, the, and Mikey, the, the, I know that you, you're already passionate about this fan base as someone who's who's come out of the city, into the city. Um, there's nothing else like it, and once you're part of the Blue Family, you know this Blue Family is, is something special, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was absolutely incredible to see the scenes before, during, and after the game um, on Sunday. And might I just add that uh, we've all we've all de-aged five years after Sunday's game. We all, we all look <laughs> our proper ages now from uh, from the battle we were in. But you know, as Mitch said, it's uh, it's a shout out to you and everyone that's. Um, put their efforts into into organising that and uh, kudos to every single blue and the dog who turned up on Sunday yeah. um, the dog. it was it was fantastic I love the fact that the uh, the pyro could be seen from the Wirral and um, you know it was it, not only was that great the result was even better wasn't it yeah. I understand and, and got a bit of an exclusive here um Apparently, Frank Lampard has now got a framed picture of the blue smoke and the green on his wall. In his lads. So uh, there you go. At least he's not like Brendan Rogers, and he's got a big picture of himself over his mantelpiece. <laughs> 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 like off dodgeball, where he's got the wing wrestling. The- <laughs> <laughs> so imagine having one of them with his big white turkey teeth. Hey lads, I, you know. I've taken to Frank quite quickly. I think he's a top lad. Um, and all being well, we stay up. And I do genuinely think he's the man to take us forward. So, um, you know, I'm glad that he's he's taken to us as quickly as we've taken to him. Very much so, mate. And you've got to remember, like, playing against Chelsea, we were actually against Chelsea, weren't we, at the weekend? And mm. it, there was just no sort of, like, it, it was just all about Everton. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't give a shit it was Chelsea. It was all about Everton. So... He's dead passionate as well, isn't he, on the sidelines? And you know, well, yeah. he broke his hand, didn't he, against Newcastle when we scored the 95th minute winner? So, 
you know, yeah. I've, I, I don't actually have a bad word to say about Lampard. I think he's come into a tricky situation, into a, a squad or a side that's been struggling. Uh, confidence was low. And, you know, I think he's done pretty well, considering. Mate, you, can't, you can't knock the home record. The home no. record's not on, like. Yeah. And that we, we said, didn't we, you know, in our group chat, we said that's what's going to keep us up. You know, we, we know we're not great away, but the home, if we win our home games, we'll stay up. You, you know what I always remember, lads? Um, and for our sins, we have got a few red mates. Um, but I remember speaking to one of my red mates um, before Klopp took over and at the beginning of when Klopp took over. And I remember him saying to, to me that they don't care about playing Arsenal or United. You know, they had Coutinho and all that kinds of players then. Um, they were up for them big games and, and they got the you know they got the best out of them, actually, they were better against them. And Everton have actually been the best out of the so-called non-top six against yeah. the top six. Yeah. Um, I, I, it reminds me a bit of, of that conversation because it's then about getting a bit of form consistency, getting the level of, you know, we're going to be the same team week in, week out, you know. And I, I've got no two ways about it. Under Lampard and with his fan base, we can actually take on anyone, certainly at Goodison Park. Um, and for me now, you know, it's all forwards. And I, it does pale a bit of comparison to them shouting over the park. But I think if we can get to a stage, actually, where Goodison just becomes a fortress, you know, at 19 games, fans from other clubs are scared to come here. He's come in halfway through a season as well. Yeah. You know, which which is never easy. And you look at the difference in in some players that he's made already. Um it won't be. Yeah. Won't be example, mate. Yeah. You know, well, and, talk, uh, talk about Wobie, Mitch. Um yeah. just while we're on it. Um obviously it was a, a, a change in his position at the weekends. Yeah. He, he, he obviously he, he'd been kind of crying out to play number 10 playing there to be fair he's done well he then went out the right side and I think that was a tactical thing obviously to try and make it hard for them and give Coleman some support do, do you know what do you think it's Lampard's is, is it Lampard getting the best out of him very very much so look at the difference in him I, I thought that was a, it was brilliant tactically because that Alonso, right? I don't think he gets enough credit for Chelsea. He, he's he's very very good both ways, yeah, isn't he? I agree. Going forward, I agree. And, yeah, and I just thought that was a real good tactic he done putting a Wobi there. And fair play to a Wobi, like he, he done a, he done a great job. Um, but you can just see the confidence in him now. Um, he's just such a, di- a different player, and um, if he can do that to a Wobi in six months, I mean, oh, not even six months, um, it, it only bodes well for the future, doesn't it? Yeah, do you know what you know? What I like about Lampard is he, when he first came in, we all saw the training videos and the first sort of maybe seven or eight games. We wanted to try and play this possession-based game where we were on the front foot and attacking, and he's realised that that's not worked. And now he's decided that we're going to play, you know, we're not going to have the ball, we're going to play a slightly more defensive game. And since we've done that, our fortunes have turned around. I mean... We take what we what we've taken seven points out of the last four games, mm. is it? Um, which were United, Leicester, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Yeah. So you know he's done. He's 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 learned from his mistakes. He's turned it around. And playing a Wobi right, uh, right wing back was a you know it, it was a it was a bit of a stroke of genius to be fair. It was because 
it he's was quick, he's strong, he's dynamic, he's quite good on the ball. We've all given him pelters before, but you know, if he if he if he does the job there, it's fine, isn't it? It's his work rate as well now. His work rate's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he knows he knows Alonso's up and down that wing, and he, he put probably the perfect player there for it. Um, what I'm liking though is, is the little snidey Everton, the time wasting, going down, getting involved. Yeah. We've, kick miss, we've missed that for a long time, haven't we? Yeah, we, we've been such an easy touch to push over, and that's the side I'm enjoying now. Is seeing like you know what? Do you think, do you think this is an element of Jose Mourinho creeping into Lampard's? Obviously, he's been under some top managers, but Jose Mourinho was one that, that really. It stood out, you know, some of the great Chelsea sides he was within. Do you think that, that, that you know, obviously Carragher was speaking about it, we won't say him too much because he has been a bit of a disgrace the way he's talked about it lately. Uh, but do you think there's an element of the fact that you say he, he may have been looking to play that more open style and that, you know, he, he like you say, he's done the opposite of what Martinez done because Martinez was almost, it was spelt out to him that he needed to change the way he played, but he continued to play it. Um and Lampard's actually shown that he's adaptable. He'll listen. He'll be agile in his approach. And and actually, like you say, you know, he's become a bit of Jose Mourinho in a bit of snide. He's changed the side of the I think yeah. the criticism we can have from from a lot of our managers, maybe bar Carlo Ancelotti, last season was a weird season with no fans. So, but you know, the likes of Martinez, Kuman, Silva. They never changed the way they played. They they always played open, expansive football, trying to trying to keep the ball. You know, if you score four, we we'll score five. I actually don't think even. I mean, I wasn't alive in the glory days. You know, I was born in nineteen eighty five. But Everton have never really been a team that's going to go out and have seventy five percent possession and score five goals. You know, we we want we want players that will fight. Show determination, and if we win ugly, we win ugly. As long as we win, do you agree, I think, lads? I, do you know what, mate? Yeah, I think there's a time and a place as well. Listen, we're in a we're in a battle, we're in a relegation battle. All that nice football can come if we stay off next season, and yeah. and trying to trying to play it. Then when you know you've got, I don't know how many thirty odd games ahead of you. Like we're in a battle. We're gonna have to do everything to, to fucking stay up. So yeah. I think there's a time and place for all that. But yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. It's funny yeah. though how that our narrative changed though, isn't it? Um, you know, that obviously I was watching Champions League the other night and, and when when you know when when the so called received top sides do certain things, it's you know, being intelligent, being clever. Yeah. You know, when, when Everton do it, it's you know, the wasting time, it's pathetic, it's terrible. You know, yeah. it's you know, long ball football becomes rock and roll football. I don't think Everton should ever be, you know, totally possession based. You know, I think we do get the best out of getting it up there in the jugular. You know, Andy Gordon at the weekend's got a free kick after about 40 seconds. And that came from that kind of atmosphere, dragging it up the field. It's direct football, isn't it, at the end of the day? It's it's, listen, it's what the it's what the red shite do. They yeah. go long loads, that diagonal ball. We need to we, we just need, we need to call it something rather than long because if you call it a name, apparently it's different. So what can we call it? Smooth radio football. No, we can't be that because it's not smooth. What do we call it? <laughs> just call it football. I don't know, airtight football or something. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's tagline and just push it, and it becomes a thing. Well, what do they yeah. call rock, rock and roll football? We'll just call it country music football or something. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well. Uh, well <laughs> They're all asthmatic anyway, aren't they? So inhaler yeah. football, inhaler FC, or whatever you want to call them. 
Um, I think that I've, I've genuinely noticed the difference in Everton the last maybe like four games. Leicester at home was, I, f- I felt we were a bit flat and I thought they were the better side. Um, and especially coming off that result against United where we, we played forget, really well. Mate, you know you don't, don't forget against Leicester that we had the better chances. You know what no, I, I, you know what I, I don't disagree, mate. I don't disagree. I think that, you know, there are there are obviously better football insides there, but like you said earlier, which you know we've we, we've we've produced some of our best performances against the top sides. Do you know the other thing with that one, Mikey, as well? Do you ever do you ever think that whenever we have a bit of a layoff, we're always dead lethargic? Like when we come back, we're all, it yeah. takes us like because we had we had like 10, 11 days off, didn't we? Yeah, um, I think we yeah, need to play. I, I always, I, yeah, I always think whenever we have a bit of a layoff, we we come back and we're like. Dead lethargic, like the first half an hour or first half or something. Yeah, no, I I agree, mate. I really, really agree with that, and um, I think that it, it's maybe I don't know whether it's something to do with squad. Lampard said, hasn't he, about the attitude and the you know the 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 the, the mentality of the squad. It is something we need to work on, but I don't know whether you're going to touch on this later. Which um, I know you were talking in the group chat about how many players are out of contracts in the summer. Um, if we can stay up, which I think we will now after Sunday, um, it's time for the great reset at Everton Football Club. And we need to stop thinking about challenging top four, maybe even getting into Europe. What we need to do is put our anchor in, ground ourselves back as a sort of like mid-table, top ta- uh, top half side, and then build on that. And I think Lampard is definitely the man to do it. I totally agree. I know Mitch echoed this before, but as you say, I think uh, this comes from Toppy TV, by the way, Baz, uh, and Cal were saying about 70% of the squad are out in the next two summers. Uh, I think the one exception is, you know, the couple of exceptions are like the Bram Wade, Godfrey, Michelenko, Patterson, the ones you want to be on the long-term contracts. And this where it's where they draw, you know, obviously we've been having a bit of a debate on the bobblers about this, but someone said, oh, well, let's bring Hamed Rodriguez back and, you know, I love them more than more than most, I even bought a Columbia jacket. I'm going to have made, uh, you know, Huzzy, you know, the nauseous left foot in sound. So, you know, it's not that I don't love the fella, but actually I realised that signing players on big contracts at the wrong end of the career who can't play 38 games has probably yeah. been part of our downfall. Uh, and as, as, as Lee, you were saying before, uh, you know, as you, you've just quite said, Mikey, it's a grand reset. You know, it's, it is a reset. And, and maybe we just need to think a bit different to me to know you're a massive advocate of this. What have we done best in the past? And can we learn from that? I'm sure we can, can't we? Yeah, do you mean talking about uh, looking at the championship? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, mate. I think we were talking before, weren't we? And, you want to sort of get away from like all these players that were great players, probably you know played they played Champions League football, and they we should be happy that they're at our club. When really we should be signing players that are made up to be at the club, who are like privileged to play for Everton. And I think, listen, there's some talent in the Championship. There's some there's some good players. It's it, it's done as well in the past, hasn't it? You know, you look at like Sir Tim Cale and your Lescott and your Jagsers and. John Stones, your Calvert Lewins and stuff. There's a lot of players, there's talent there. Um, and I just think that's sort of the way to go. I think start start looking at younger lads and talented lads that are just made up to be be here and they're gonna run through a brick wall for you. Um Yeah, you, just, you want I someone think, that's I, yeah, I think Sorry, yeah, I think we, we've sort of 
we've seen it over the last few years, haven't we? And it's like, you know what? We need we need to go a different direction. We want players that are gonna be think it's an honour to play in the Premiership first and foremost. And I I cannot advocate more what Mitch is saying. The Championship is the place. Who's that lad for Forest? Is it Johnson? Lennon Johnson, yeah. Yeah, someone like that. And, yeah. you know, I, I I said this in the group chat earlier, you know, and which said his wages are too big, but Ruben Loftus-Cheek doesn't play every week for Chelsea, but he comes to Everton. I think he's a great player, Loftus-Cheek. I really do. He showed some really good touches against uh, Everton on Sunday, but Listen, we, we, like want, we I like want them. I want a team of maybe two or three experienced players, and then I want young, hungry, dynamic, pacey footballers. I don't want these crabs that want to get their passes in and you know, oh, it looks good on the Opta stats because they had ninety percent success passing. Well, it's fine if that's sideways. I want people to go for the throat. Yeah, um, I, I think I think what you say, Loftus, as Mitch has quite rightly pointed out, we're a big fans of him. He's a bit of an anomaly, um, Loftus Sheik, in, in, in what we're saying because the problem is his wage. Yeah, you know, I, I don't doubt for one minute. Um, someone said to me about him being injured and all that. He had a real bad injury, I think, in seventeen eighteen. I think he then spent about thirty. He played about thirty-two games in the season. Um, if you look at how many play, how many games our players have played, um, I think there's a, I, I think there's only two players that are going to play more games than he played that season in the Premier League. Uh, Pickford being one. Um, I'm trying to remember the other. It might be Seamus Coleman or Keane, one of the two. But actually, you know, we've actually not got a lot of players who play with 38 games. And, and there's someone who, I might you know, you play centre-half. Not a, you know, we're not talking you know, pro level, but you know, plays at a relatively okay level. Having a settled back four makes a difference. Playing with the same players, knowing them inside out. You know, if you look across the park, sadly, you know, they, they tend to play three out of the four every week. Uh, and it makes a difference. So we, we've got to get away from James Rodriguez, you know, being in for one game out for four. And then, you know, the whole thing chops around. There's no continuity in the side. Uh, and the defence in the same way, and there's big questions about Yeri Mina, um, and I, and you, I, I don't know, Mikey loves him, Yeri Mina, but he, he's he's caused some problems because he's on a big wage, he's not playing many games, and you could have a rethink because we need some form of continuity in the squad, um, and we can't be dishing out big contracts anymore. No, I think that if yeah. for me, you know, Yeri Mina, Sunday was a brick wall, and he was. He was a big time shit house, and he, he got into the head of the Chelsea. Best defender, best defender by country well. Yeah. And you know, if if we if if someone said to me, Yerry Mina's going to be fit, and then you got Ben Godfrey next to him at centre half next season, or even you know, even Holgate looked good, didn't he, next to him? And we we know about Mason Holgate's ups and downs, but I think that out of the Three or four other centre halves. So you've got Holgate, Keane, um, Godfrey, and Branthwaite. If whoever plays next to Mina is better because he's a leader. Yeah, he's a leader. He'll tell you what to do, and he'll scream and shout, and he'll, you know, if you have Holgate and Keane, they're not great. I think they they look maybe try to pass the blame, or they look for the other one to to Mikey, take the game. Mikey, if you look for context across the park. 
Look when um, Pickford nailed Van Dijk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they failed to get any form of consistency from their back line because Van Dijk was okay next to any other. Take Van Dijk out and Matip and Gomez doesn't work or Matip Phillips doesn't work. They needed him in that lineup 30 games a week and they, they could put anyone next to him. You know what I mean? They could put you next to him and they probably... Get ourselves I, I don't know now, right? Maybe a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but mean it's the same. We've got that one player and, and he makes the difference. But if you take him out of it, we've got three very average centre arse. Because he, he gives us something that we don't have, that, that level of leadership. Yeah. You know, that aggression, you know, where he attacks the ball, he comes out of defence. Um so then which, which do you think then we have to look at maybe Signing a player similar to him. What we yeah. need, Mitch, is a Phil Jagielka. Yeah. We need oh, to I sign think, someone yeah. like Phil Jagielka. Yeah. No, or Richard Goff. We were getting, no, also, also, why is that? Is we were getting linked with that lad, wait, that, um, is it Colwell? Centre half. Which, he, again, is different. He's 19, isn't he? He's young. He's a young lad, so do you think we need to go more... Someone like a, I don't know, a Vestergaard, if you're linked with, you know, do you, do you think more experience? Yeah, do you know, it's hard Vestergaard's static. Um, it would I, be I, someone you know, that's, you know what I'm saying? I, what I'm saying I know is, what you're saying, exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. right. We need, we need a certain profile of yeah. player that actually, that it doesn't really matter too much who's next to him because we've got defenders who can, can probably yeah. get a 7 out of 10 as long as they've got someone decent next to them and command them. I actually yeah. think what we need to do is go out in the summer and sign a captain, and that needs to be our centre half. Well, we need someone that can come in, you can stick the armband on, and Mate. they'll command respect. But if we, if I said to you now, Mitch and um, which Yerry Mina will be fit for thirty-four games next year, do we need another centre half? No, 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 not at all. Um, and that, so is that the is that the gamble we're taking? This is it. This is why, like Witch said, it's such a, a, a tricky situation. Um, like, yeah, I'll throw a name at you, okay? So, I know Witch isn't a massive fan of him, but a name that we've been linked to is Tarkowski on a free. You think someone like that? I, I don't think, know. I, I don't know. We're saying we have a standout and then we have someone next to him. I think yeah. he's just the one next to him. Do you think, he's just, just Michael, do you think he's just another Michael Keane? Yeah. Yeah. I think mean, we need, we need, you know, the way United done it very badly. They both had him acquired, but they were trying to replicate what Liverpool done with uh, Van Dijk. I think, uh, you know, City bought the house. Yeah. You know, I, I think we need to find ourselves, we obviously haven't got the money to spend that kind of level of money, but we need to find ourselves someone who's comfortable in their own skin, can play 38 games a game season, and actually, you know, There'll be a commander and chief in there, and we can rely on them. And you know, like Mikey said, you know, um, Phil Jagielka, um, I think obviously he was limited at times, but he was reliable, he was captain, he turned up every game. Yeah, I'd like to be a little tiny bit taller than Jagielka, maybe I'm asking for too much. I want somewhere maybe in between a Yeri Bean and Jagielka. But where did where did and where did Jags come from? Sheffield, the championship, yeah, Sheffield United, wasn't it? And like like the Joel and less players like that, but um, yeah, I, no, I, I agree. Which what about the monster? I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
I don't think again you know he's someone that probably fits the profile, isn't he? You know, he's obviously he's out there, South Koreans have been doing quite well in the league as well. Um, he's a beast as well, isn't he? He's a beast. Big big lad. The problem is, I think what you want, if we're gonna sign a a centre half, because me and Witch will probably, you know, Mitch, you were the skillful, tricky one that would take on 15 players. Me and Witch would go and head the ball and smash people. You don't yeah. need to be a technically brilliant footballer, which is why the championship, especially the top end, you need a leader. That would be a really, really good place to look for yeah. a centre-half, I think. I agree. I, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few in there. I mean, I like that Dot Warrell as well from Forrest. Um when I've ever watched him, he sort of stood out, and I know he was linked to us as well. Um, so, but yeah, I agree. Just someone like he, just a dog who's just going to defend and get the ball away. Yeah, you, know, you get. You don't want we, you know. I mean, I think which was saying in the group chat earlier. The rumor is we're going to have X amount to spend, and I think he was in the region of sixty million. You know, we don't want to go and lash forty million on the centre half because we need more players than that, don't we? And, and could I just have for context? Um, this obviously is on the fact that Moise Keane, um, his last two two loan fees, um, I think it was seven million split over two years for the Juventus, so that was three and a half million a year. I believe it was close to five million at um, a PSG, and Juventus are going to have to try and agree a fee to, to push that transfer forward because the contract was set in stone that was two years. Two yeah. set loan fees, so it's going to be close to forty million. Uh, obviously, we we bought them for twenty two million, um, so it's a profit. Um, so whichever way we look at it, and I can I can I can yeah. genuinely see. Well, I I think Calvert Lewin's off in the summer. Um, I don't think his fee would have, we won't command as much as a fee as as we would have we'd sold him pre the this summer just gone by, but. You know, I, I, think, think, I think you're right, Mikey, and I think that's what it evolves in. If we don't sell no one, we've got no money. But if we get 40 million almost or 35 million, we say the fact we've had that fee already, five, you know, five million of it. So if we say we've already got that from Keane, rumours is Alan's off to Lazio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what would we get for him? 10, 15 million, do you think? I'd say so, yeah. I'd say so at all, yeah. He's done a good job, hasn't he? Alan has, Alan's done what we bought him in for, to be honest. And um, I think the reason we didn't get points in some of the games when he was suspended because we missed him. Mm. He's, a commander. Um, He's a commander. And the, sadly, the fact is he can't, again, play 38 games. <laughs> and, and the Premier League's an, an unforgiving place. Yeah. If, if we had Alan at 22, and the fellow could play 38 games, then there'd be not be a lot, a lot of blues um, wanting, wanting to leave. Um, but yeah, I think we've, it's, got, we've, got, we've got a couple of, couple of young lads coming through as well. I mean, Do you not you think, know, though, in that position? I mean, I know I'm going back to the days where we were a, a competent football team and not shipping goals for fun, but just someone like Lee Carsley or Tommy Graveson, a dog that will just. Give you everything, you know. He'll. That's what I'm saying, Mikey. Right, we've got a couple of lads who are coming through who sort of looked up like that. Warrington coming through, you know, uh, on Yango Price. There's a couple of young lads there that 
I want to start seeing these get you know maybe start seeing these going forward. Well, I, th- I think the, the the real thing we've lacked in the last maybe five or six years is the quality of um, youngsters coming through. Obviously, we've seen Davies and and Gordon come through and Kenny, but you know everyone's got their own opinions on Kenny. Um, Gordon is obviously the standout, but I think we need we need more quality from the the under twenty threes or the youth setup, don't we? I, I think the thing to remember though, there, Mike, is we had the ban for two years. Of course we did, yeah. Of course, so we yeah. couldn't actually buy anyone in. Um, and part of was when we were trying to buy themselves, weren't we, from Florida's? When um, have the young ones ever, like, when have they ever, like, when have you ever gone? And they like, they let us down. Like, look, look when we played Chelsea away, you know, Sims only start, wasn't it? Played really well. Bramford gets you a goal. Like, whenever, Do- whenever Dobbin comes off the bench, always looks good. I like Dobbin, and I, he's not really featured much, is he? I think he's lively. I think I don't think it's the right time now because obviously we're in a we're in a dog fight. But I, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, we stay up. And then next season, you start looking at these lads and going, well, we don't have to go out and try and buy five, six, seven players like we normally do. We've got some lads there that we want to try and develop and try and bring I, them through. I think you spoke on mentioned on um, from what I've heard um, that Gerard was trying to drive down to Carlisle to sign Bramfoyt. When he was at Rangers, um, and he was wanting to try and make the points because you know he's seen the player believed in him. Bramford seems to me is a bit of a one-off. Uh, everyone keeps saying he's left buzzers, but his old man just says he's right buzzers. But, but just comfortable on too. Uh, but he seems he's, he's a bit of a specimen as a player. Do you know what I mean? He's a big lad, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely left buzzers. What's that? He's definitely left buzzers. That's. Allegedly, allegedly, maybe he's ambidextrous, lads. Allegedly, <laughs> he is right. Um, but he can play, you know, he, he's as comfortable on the left as he's right. He's, he's a player that, that stands out, like you say, yeah. there, quite rightly, against Chelsea. You know, we, we had no choice, he played and he stood up, yeah, and he stood up against adversity. And sometimes, like Gordon, I, I you know, I, I'm sure the people trace back on the podcast at some stage, I'll be questioning Gordon, um, but he's proved me wrong. You know, he's gone out there, he's actually rose to challenge, he's got his own training. So quite often, you know, what you see 12 months ago isn't the case that there is now, you know. And it's all about desire, isn't it? About, where, where you know, these players get to where they want to be because they're, they're putting in that effort. And and, and I think Rampoy's a, a lad who's down to earth. Carlisle lads, you know, he genuinely wants to make it and I think he's got the ability to make it. And I think we'll see a good play there. Yeah, to be Definitely. honest, mate, I remember when we signed him, I've seen a lot of Carlisle fans on Twitter saying that we've got an absolute gem of a player on our hands. And, you know, if they he was playing quite a lot for them, wasn't he, at the time? So I, 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 I think now, like Mitch has said a couple of times, now's not the time to try and breed these young players into the squad because sometimes experience pays off. Um you know, we don't want that. We don't want the young lads' heads to go down if we if we do go down. But next season, like we keep saying, is the great reset, isn't it? It is the great reset, perhaps. It has to be. There's no other option for for Everton Football Club than to get rid of the. I mean, which you're the stats man. Have you got a list of the players' names there who are out of contracts in the summer, or can you real start? Nope. Not in front of me, mate, uh, but I think it's more over the, the, the next two years is, is more key yeah. for where we are. You know, it's not necessarily this summer, uh, but the next couple of years. Um, 
Yeah, it's only only the summer. It's only like to Delph in it. Delph, uh, Cheng, Houston, I think, as well, isn't it? Yeah, Cheng, uh, Kenny's up off his knee this season. Um, so there's a few, isn't there? But like Rich says, it's more next season. And then it's a five years, wasn't it? Everyone was given five years. A, yeah. a lot of those five year contracts coming to the end, finally. So who starts to come to it? Yeah. Would they, would Davy Classen still be in contract now if we'd? Uh, <laughs> and you know what's worth a shout? And we'll talk about this actually because you, you just reminded me is um, Johnny Hide and Seek, as it was referred to him. You know, the, actually, he's a good player. He came in. Um, he showed us that actually he has got a bit of talent and he he, he has literally, as someone said on Twitter the other day, hide and seek. He disappeared. Yeah. I think it's because of Sam Hyde, maybe. So United, Manchester. I think he's I think his head's gone, me. I think he knows he's gonna go and get he's gonna get a chance at United next season. And maybe he doesn't want to risk an injury. Um do you know what? First couple <clears> of games <throat> I thought, Christ, we've got a player here. Um He's like he's just gone missing, hasn't he? He's not. He's not. He's not the player we needed. Maybe he's been pathetic. You know, I, 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 he, again, I don't know how much weight we can come with, but um, you know, he, he's given a bit of a lash and then he disappears or he's limped off. You know, and this is this is what we need. We need to get past this nonsense. We need to have players that are available and willing to fight for thirty-eight games every single season. And wherever we get in the cup or whatever else in Europe, they need to be there. They need to be fucking ready to put the body on the line. And Donny Van, you know, Donny Hyde and Seek, as he's been labelled, or, or anyone else. Donny Hyde and Seek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right there, Rich. You took the words out of my mouth, mate. They're the type of players you don't want at the club, aren't they? Well, Gomez as well. He's another one. I think he had a five year contract. I think that's up next summer. But they're not the type of players we've just been signing the entire time. Good, yeah. good technically, but not good for a fight. Yeah, and, and, and this is where, where I, I get the fact that you know that the people who say I'll bring Hammers back, you know, but we do obviously lack creativity, but we can get that from someone else, maybe who's on a fraction of the wage, who's up and coming, who's driven. You know, we, even when he had his best mate in charge, he did he didn't manage twenty games a season. So, yeah, and that's why you'd have scouts go out and go and scout, go and scout the players. Don't just like pick the first player that you think, oh, Sam, we'll get him. You know, he's, he's a decent player on match of the day. Go and grab him. Rodriguez you know I mean? was just a big name, wasn't he? He was just like, we thought he was going to be that Rubinho sign, and he, he turned out not to be. We all loved him, you know. The thing is, well, we'd love to have seen him live, and you know, we, we never really got to see him, did we play? Maybe if. if the crowd was there and stuff. I don't know. He might have stayed. Who knows? Listen, it, it it's gone, hasn't it? But we obsess over our ability, mate. But we obsess, don't we? Sometimes over our yeah, but Listen, listen you can't take away the fella's ability. He's unbelievable. Like and um, but like you say, you need characters. You need fellas that want to go run through a brick wall for you. So yeah, yeah. I think we. He's not the sort of player we need right now. He would have been really good in one of the top top sides, I think, James. He's a luxury player. He's a luxury player. Yeah, it's not, that is just not what Everton Football Club needs at the moment. No. no and, we've got to, and we've got to be honest about that. Um, I, I, my day job, I talk about culture change and sometimes I'm recognising where you're at to try and get to where you need to be. You know, and like you, exactly what you say there, Mikey, that 
you know, eventually when we get to where we need to be, then that kind of play will be excellent because he's just Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, if you look at the ball, for example, and I hate to use an example, but Thiago, um, you know, if you're in a shit side, Thiago would be a nightmare. He's a dog, he kicks people. But yeah. in, in actual decent sides, people do the work for him. Yeah. Um, Listen, so I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got to sort of, you know, I might get some pelters for this, but whatever they're doing over there is working now. They're a good side, so I think a lot of a lot a lot of us obsess about what those those lot are doing. I think we need to we need to refocus and recenter and get our Zen back and think about Everson. Um, it's been a dreadful season for us, um, and. You know, a lot. Well, a lot of our mates are Reds, aren't they? And uh, yeah, they like to take the piss, but who cares? If we stayed up, you'd take them winning everything, wouldn't you? Because our Premier League status is more important than anything. Oh no, I want to stay up and then we'll fuck all. Yeah. I'm the host, so shut up. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey. Um, no, you're so, all right, mate. I'm going to talk about Richardson now. Um, Moosey bastards, but I think still our most effective player. And what I've seen in the week was the fact that I think it was 2018, something similar, that actually got more points in terms of the goals he scores than anyone yeah. else. He's yeah, a player yeah. that scores at the right times. So, and, and actually, quite, it was a criticism years ago, Mitch, you'll remember this, uh, that, that maybe Lukaku scored the third goal in a 3 0 win. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, that, I mean, I always thought that was stupid anyway. You score goals, that's it. Uh, but um, Richardson scores key goals. He's a good player. He loves the football club. And my, my intel tells me that actually he actually doesn't want to leave this football club and he certainly doesn't want to leave this, this country. Um, so it'd be unlikely for him to go elsewhere other than in this country and it'd still be at a push. But um, how valuable is he for us at the moment? Um, and, and you know, you see the weekends of the players. Is he Mr. Everton at the moment? Massively, because unfortunately, Dom struggled this season. And we all know uh, Richardson's favourite position, and we've said it, haven't we? That is that is off that left. The fact that he's been doing a job for us down the centre, you know, holding the line, closing down, work rate, goals, like you say. He's massive for us. <laughs> Listen, if it wasn't for him, Canel, we would be in shit street. Um, because, like I say, Dom's not re- Dom's not been there this season at all, and the Charleston stepped up to the plate and, like you say, probably not playing in his favourite position. Um, but mate, he, he's 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 everything. He's just brilliant. He's, you can't not you can't help but not smile when you see him play and like. Other teams hate him, and that, that shows you how much of a good player he is because other teams hate him. Um, yeah, do you know what? I, I echo what Mitch is saying there. And um, you know, you're you know, you're saying he's not playing in his favorite position. Do you know what? If if Lampard said to Rich Allison, we've got no one else to go play left back, he'd still give 100 percent And yeah. he, you know, he, he's exactly what we were touching on about two or three minutes ago with Rodriguez not being the sort of player we need. He is exactly the sort of player we need. Yeah. He, he he leaves his 
a heart on the pitch. He, he can look at himself in the mirror when he goes in the change room and say, I give 100% today. And that is all I really want from an Everton player, to be honest. Um, Mikey, I was very interested. This kind of moody stuff, I, I think it's because he fucking cares, doesn't he? People say, oh, look at his face when he's come to the pitch. He wants to fucking stay on there. And you know what, mate? That's what he wants to do. And you take him off, you take him, you take him. Take taking your toy off your dog, you know. Yeah. My, my, my piss used to boil when I used to get substituted. If we were even if we were five nil up, I'd be fuming if I got taken off. And that's that's the thing with him. Even if we're five nil up, which is obviously very rare these days, um, he still wants well, to score. Anything. He still he still wants to run his run himself into the ground. And that moody stuff and that even even his like little bit of Play acting, his theatrical stuff, bit of time wasting, winding the opposition up, just endears him more to me because he, ca- like you say, much he cares. Well, Tro- Troy Dean, he was speaking about it the other day, and he was uh, he was saying he's almost better when he scores. Yeah, he yeah. Settles down a bit then, because <laughs> he's got his goal. You know, when he starts to be a bit more. But he said, you know, he he says the same thing. You know, he's a top player when he played for Watford. He can tell straight away. Um, do you think we undervalue at times, Mitch? Do you think what, mate? Do we undervalue him? Do you think we undervalue him at times? Um, maybe. Maybe we do sometimes. Um, that maybe sometimes you take him for granted. Because um, he is, he's one of the ones who is normally available for 30 odd games a season, isn't he? Yeah. He's always for you then. Standard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Cause he's that, cause you know he's that good. It frustrates you sometimes when he is going down and he and he and he does miss chances. Let's let's be totally honest. He does miss a lot of chances. Right? He's not clinical because he's not a natural striker, in my opinion. But yeah, what he does for the bigger picture for the team, maybe we do. You know, um, he, he's he's brilliant, mate. Like I say, if it weren't for him, I think we. You know, with Don being out, probably would have really struggled this season because you'd have had Rondon leading the line. Really, not no disrespect to Rondon, but he's not a Richarlison, is he? Don't be saying Mustang. No, I'm not. But what, what I'm saying mate, is, you've got a 32 year old fella leading the line for you as opposed to a 24 year old who's going to run around and work his ass off. That's what I mean. Like, if he weren't there, I think we'd have been fucked like this season. The worst off. Yeah, that's what I'm well, asking. I think he still mans eight Premier League goals. Um, and I he's think our top season, scorer, isn't he? He's got nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's our top scorer. Townsend was up until so recently. But, um, Townsend and Gray were, were level, weren't he? And he's stuck over them. Like. And, he's and got, I think he's got Man- 50 Man- goals. 50 goals for Everson. Matt Man- 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 was about eight or nine himself. Apparently, a great player. But Richardson's <laughs> nearly matched in the season. But and it's been in he's been in a poor team playing out of position, out of form. And Richarlison, he got injured, didn't he, at the start of the season? He missed quite a lot of games. He, he he's about Mike, he's he's in his twenties in terms of apps this season. So yeah. he, he's short, he's well short to play in every game. And, if, and if, if you put that to, in context of a 38 game season, if if he plays 38 games, maybe 12 to 13 goals from what his best position is, arguably a left winger, um, that's a decent return, isn't it? You know, you're not going to 
you know, I think, I, think looked, I think I looked the other day. Well, I did look the other day, and I think he has 11 A League goals, three in the cup, and about 29 games. Some of them That's obviously out from the wing, so it's not a bad return. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I, I, I don't. There's a few people that give Richarlison quite a lot of unnecessary grief, I think, and a lot of them come uh, stems from the comments. Let's just say that were made in the derby the other day, like what Carragher and Tyler were saying. He he, he falls down on um, unnecessarily. Does he do that sometimes? Yes, but for me, I, 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 I he, he plays for the name on the front of the shirt. He doesn't care. He wants us to win. I think he's happy if we win, rather than if he scores. So looking ahead to the weekend, um, obviously Leicester. I don't know how they're getting on. One last might be able to check this now. I'm sure we've caught on my phone. They're getting beat one nil. Yeah, uh, they get beat one nil. Yeah. So what's that on aggregate? Uh, two one. Roma two. Um, so they need to get one back. Yeah, yeah. can do that extra time really. A tough, a tough game for the uh, the old Jose Mourinho as well. So we were there all day about against Leicester. Um, what happens against Leicester? Did you change anything? Obviously, obviously, you hope me in a place again. Um, is there somebody you'd like to bring in? Um, Where might he? It's difficult to change that side. Um, I I don't know whether I'd like to see Delhi start. I don't know whether I'd like to play him as a false nine. Drop Gray and put Richarlison out left. I think, I think Deli Ali, he's a big, powerful lad. He could probably do what Rondon does. Uh, he could chase the ball down, hold the ball up, lay the ball off to Richarlison and Gordon and get into the middle. We know Ali's good with his head. Uh, we know he can finish from his days at Tottenham. Maybe years gone by, but you know you don't lose that. Um, other than that, I don't want to see. Yeri Mina out the side. I think, I think th- this game's vital um, because if we do look ahead, uh, we're playing Wednesday. But what um, Burnley aren't, are they? Leeds are, but Burnley aren't. So if we if we win against Leicester and we beat Watford on Wednesday, we're looking a lot more healthy than we are. I totally agree with you. I, I want to be like Sally Ali. Uh, mate, <laughs> I'd say, mate, I'd keep the, the, the same 11, but I'd just swap a, I'd just put a Wolvie in the number 10 and go with a back four. That's it. I don't, you don't, he doesn't need to do a, a job like he had to on Sunday. I'd just put him back in that number 10 and keep the same same 11 because they won. They deserve to keep the place. I don't know whether we should probably go with the same mindset as trying to keep it tight and nick a goal, though. We don't want to go toe to toe. I think Leicester. I'm, I'm, I'm a, no, I'm not saying that, mate, but I'm just saying. He, well, we done a job the other day. He was he was mar- he would play right wing back to mark a left wing back. Leicester don't set up like that. So he's been playing well in the number ten. He's just been praising him for playing there. I just I just go back to that. Um, you know, don't forget he's playing tonight. You know, I'd, I'd be going there looking to definitely try and get a win. Come away with something. Um, Lads, I'm, that, I'm, that's I'm... The only three card makers just swap a Wobie back in that number ten role. I mean, I'm one of the most negative Evertonians. Um, I don't know whether this is some of your positivity running off on me, which, but I, I, I think we'll win someday. I, I'm really, really, really sure we'll win. 
I don't want to use the word confident. Yeah. Yeah, listen. By the way, you want to give a shout? We hadn't really touched on it today, but Jordan Pickford the other day. Christ on five. Unbelievable. You know what, mate? I don't want to hear when Ramsdale or Pope's name or any other keeper's name, English keeper's name, mentioned the same breath as him. He was unbelievable, by the way. Like, that save he'd done from when it hit the both posts. Mate, if that, if that was fucking Alison or something, there'd be like an hour-long special on Sky Sports. Gotta gotta we be, also, we also can't be forget that he made an equally brilliant save, albeit with his face, well, two well, minutes later. That, like, listen, with that, one, that, that, with that one, that was just like pure bravery. Yeah. Like, it, it's not a great save, it's just this one, but the way he come out, and he took Mikalenko out and hit him right in the chop. Like, that was brilliant how brave he was. And that's what could be the difference in staying up. It's things like that, throwing your body on the line. Like, we've seen it against United when, I think it was Graham Mikalenko went in for, a, like, a shot and they both blocked it. Stuff like that, where they're, they're putting the body on the line. Like, Can I also, on this podcast, um, I put a tweet out maybe five or six weeks ago about um, Mikhailenko saying he's not a premiership standard footballer. He's not what we need. I know which and Mitch, yeah, which is which is giving it now. They've um, <laughs> stuck by him and I want to make a public apology to him because he's been fucking fantastic yeah. and I was wrong. Yeah, you were. I was wrong. He's uh, been brilliant. And, and, and as your punishment, my yeah, we're going to throw you into the middle of Ukraine to start the, the fun of the battle. <laughs> um, because, hey, because... That's it, mate. Do you, know, do you know what we should get with for the next one? We should get blue and yellow pyros. Uh, right. All I want to say, and I'll say this, and I think Mikey makes a good point, is that we jump on players too fast. Yes. You know, sometimes... I'm guilty of it as well. I, I do it. We all do it. Um, but if you look at like a Wobi now, the way he's playing, yeah. the jury's still out, but people don't want to admit they're wrong. But there's there's always there's always a stage. And you've got to consider what league they come from. So you know, if they're adapting from the championship, then it's easier. If you come from the Ukrainian league, it's different. So maybe we need to start giving players a chance. Um, I think maybe I just need to shut up about any player until they've played about 10 games. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell. I'll tell. Imagine back in the same Twitter. Fucking Leighton Baines. Fucking bollocks him. Hey, do you know what? I, I, went with, I went with my dad to watch Stephen Pienaar's debut away at Reading. And I think we lost 1-0. This is going back a long time now. And I said, that Pienaar's shy, isn't he? Too lightweight, can't control the ball, can't run with the ball. Well, look at what he did for Everton. So, I think yeah. we, 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 what I did was I tried to put Mikalenko or Michaelenko, sorry, against um, Baines and Dina, um, who were very similar types of players. He's not, he's not going to be the assist machine, but he's so good defensively. So good defensively. Loved it. And I would absolutely have loved him to bury that chance on Sunday. He should have buried it. Don't yeah, he got the penalty against Burnley. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing is, when he first came, he sort of like he wanted to get rid of the ball, didn't he? It was like it was like shit. Don't give it to me. Just get rid. Now he's just like 
he's getting forward and getting into the box and making tackles the other end. And, and Rich, he was like me when he, when you asked me to play for Forby for one game and I went the left back and I couldn't do a throwing. <laughs> and I felt every time they fucking winged at me, it was uncomfortable to centre half. <laughs> so what you're saying, which is you sent Ralph playing left left back. Yeah, no, don't let these lads settle in. He was like you. He was like you when he had that chance on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd have, I'd have back Rich to bury that. I could only score with the end. It was always feasible when they scored it. <laughs> hey, just going back there, right? You saying about writing players off? Which you remember that friendly when Garner gave his first game and he, he gave a pen away. Yeah, you, as we, yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Sitting there going, fucking hell. Who's this? Like, he didn't turn out to be a bad player, did he? I remember seeing that and all the Villa fans on Twitter were going, well, Garner Gay's given a penalty away and got, got a book and oh, I a surprise. I thought, what the fuck have we signed? <laughs> you know what, though, right? After that, he was fucking brilliant, you know? He had, like, a mad, like, shit first 10, 15 minutes and he was brilliant after it. But I just I do just want to say as well, he was another one that we really undervalued how good he was. Because I, I you know, a lot of Evertonians are like, oh, he can't pass the ball five yards, he always goes backwards. I tell you what, we've not been the same side since he's left. No. No, I know. Anyway, which I'm sure you've got more wisdom for us without we're out now. Um Thank you for listening, uh, as always. Um, I hope we our drunken reflections, you know, I haven't uh, demotivated you too much. We always just try and have a laugh and, and try and balance things how they are. Um, the weekend was great, but we can do better. We, we've shown already that we, as a fan base, can unite and what difference that can make. It echoes onto the pitch. So we've got Brentford and we've got Palace. So my challenge to you is make it bigger, make it more blue, and make it Everton. And if we do that, we'll stay up. And we'll actually roll on to next season in a place that we'll never see because Goodison Park, Everton fans United, are like no other. Up the Toffees. Up the Toffees. Up the fucking Toffees. Up the fucking Toffees. Up the fucking Toffees. <laughs> 